0: In Adult Protective Services, a lot of people would find they would offer a a care position to a neighbour down the road that they thought they knew, an associate of an associate, off of Craigslist or the classifieds. So they weren't really going through the process of vetting their caregivers very well, and they weren't getting experienced caregivers. Talking with people about how to have a great retirement, this is the Rock Your Retirement Show. We don't talk about money, but we talk about almost everything else you need to rock your retirement. Now, here's your host, Kathy
1: Klein. Welcome to Rock Your Retirement. This is a show where we talk about what you need besides money when you retire. If you're already retired, we can give you some ideas on how to have a better retirement. Remember, there's things to think about besides money when dealing with retirement. And if you'd like to have a more interactive experience, join our private Facebook group by searching for Rock Your Retirement Community on Facebook. Thank you if you have reviewed the show on iTunes. At this taping, I'd like to thank Thomas O'Grady, Sojourner 1965, Alex Caspedes, and Podcast Aficionado for your reviews. Reviews help get the word out about the show, so if you'd like to review our show, just go to... Rockyretirement.com/ slash review. Douglas Brewer started MyCareMatch.com with one objective, make the process of finding the right care solution less complicated for seniors, people with disabilities, and their loved ones. Today, we're going to learn what MyCareMatch.com does that is different from other agencies, why you or your loved ones might want to use it, and when it's time to get some additional help. Doug, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kathy. When did you decide to start this great MyCareMatch.com?
0: I decided to start MyCareMatch.com, or I I didn't know what it was going to be at the time, but about two years ago, I was working for the state of Oregon with their department called Aging and People with Disabilities. And I was a regional manager for them. For about nine years, we handled the delivery of all long-term care services for seniors and people with disabilities that met a financial need. In all honesty, I was a little frustrated with some bureaucracy in in government work. I had been doing it for a very long time and and was trying to search for something uh, new. The inspiration for MyCareMatch.com started when I noticed that a lot of people were coming into our office simply trying to figure out where to start their care search. They really didn't have a clue uh, about what their care options were. A lot of people had very subjective ideas or concepts of senior care and didn't really know about their options. And so I started developing the concept in my mind of, you know, what could I do to be able to really educate people and give them the tools to start their care search and really learn about what their care options are, as opposed to just jumping at the first option made available to them and possibly making the wrong choice. I'd started with the state of Oregon. Um, Again, you know, I'd worked with them for about nine years and I was an adult protective services worker. So I really saw firsthand what happens when somebody gets into a situation where they make the wrong care choice, either with an independent home care provider who takes advantage of them or in a care agency or care home situation where they just simply weren't a good fit. So I wanted to be able to provide a venue for people to to be able to explore their options, be able to learn a lot about what their options were, determine what the better fit for them would be and then find providers in their area. So that was kind of the beginning of the concept of MyCareMatch.com. It's made a lot of changes since then. I actually started this business with my father-in-law, Mike D'Arazio, who uh, lives here in San Diego. And he invited me to come down and expand on this idea a little bit. And one of he had been in, in the field of business for 52 years. And one of the things he told me when we started this venture was, you have to understand that your concept now will be absolutely nothing like what it's going to turn out when we're wrapped up.
1: And was that true?
0: And that is absolutely true. Initially, when I started this, I was really focused around independent care providers, and I wanted to uh, be able to develop, uh, again, a venue for people to find independent care providers in a safe way, because I saw a lot of really disastrous results when it wasn't done that way.
1: Give me an example of that. Absolutely.
0: In, in adult protective services, the, a lot of people will would find they would offer a a care position to a neighbor down the road that they thought they knew, an associate of an associate, off of Craigslist or the classifieds. So they weren't really going through the process of vetting their caregivers very well, and they weren't getting experienced caregivers.
1: Well, I have to tell you, I just came, uh, I think I went last week to a scam prevention a workshop put on by, his last name's Greenwood and he's the oh, same. Oh, Paul Greenwood. Yeah. And that was one of the things he said, don't get your caregiver off of Craigslist.
0: There are some caregivers there that have been doing it for a while and, and, and you know maybe they, that is just one venue that they use, but it is really not a safe place to start your search. You you really need to be able to vet them before that contact happens. So that that was... The inspiration for My Care Match was to be able to provide a venue for people to kind of get to know caregivers a little bit more by searching through profiles, learning a little bit about them, running background checks. And, and then not just a basic background check that provides very little information, but really involved thorough background checks that are really going to provide a good picture and, and, and hopefully provide a, a safe work relationship. Hey,
1: wait a minute. Are you saying that on your website, a person such as myself who's looking for a caregiver for a family member can do a background check on your website?
0: Absolutely.
1: That is awesome.
0: The, the way that we do it is we allow caregivers to be able to build profiles. So they can build a profile detailing their experience, their education. Provide a picture. They can even provide a, a video if they'd like. They can attach a resume. They can attach letters of reference. And at the point that the consumer says, you know, this person actually looks like, you know, they live in my area, they look like they might be, meet my needs, they can then inquire to that caregiver, I want to run a background check on you before we have any further contact. So let's start on that process. And once the caregiver gives permission for that to happen, then that consumer can run a full background check on them, including DMV checks we can do professional reference checks for them as well.
1: Now if you do a professional reference check, that must cost a lot of money, right?
0: It is actually not that expensive and and we pride ourselves in having one of the most affordable background check processes in, in this industry. So, I've done a lot of research on our competitors and I think, you know, with with our provider who's doing the background checks, I think we have the most thorough background check process along with professional references that you can get in the industry along with having the best
1: value. That's great because Mr. Greenwood was talking about how sometimes jewelry goes missing, sometimes people steal identities, that kind of thing. So absolutely, are, these are things that a background check might pull up.
0: If there was a history previously, now one thing to remember that consumers need to understand as far as state and federal law, and and in the state of California, I believe uh, uh, a private party background check can only go back about seven years. So we're unable to gain any information beyond that seven-year mark. And this is where the new care registry in California comes into place. Is caregivers that really want to be able to provide the consumers some peace of mind should also get on that registry because that there they actually have a, a background check that's done through the state. If caregivers enroll on the state registry, there are certain criteria that they have to meet to meet those qualifications so what we have done is we've allowed caregivers on our site to be able to uh, enter their registration number for the state so consumers can go into this not only knowing that they have armed with more information about that specific caregiver but also knowing that that caregiver has also gone through the, the very intense screening process that the state provides for the registry program.
1: Now, it's my understanding that if somebody is working with you through an agency, it's a requirement now that they must be background checked. But if they're going on their own, you know, it's just an individual person, that that registry is not required. Is, can you address that?
0: Absolutely. And that, that's very true. If if an employee is working for an agency, they need to be on that registry. If someone wants to hire someone independently, they don't have to be on that registry. But my recommendation in the state of California is that if you're going to hire somebody and you have the choice between somebody who's actually gone through the process of being screened for that registry or someone who hasn't, I would defer to the person who has because that is a very thorough background process that they've gone through. And then if, let's say, it's been a year since they actually were registered with the state of California, they can follow up with one of our background screenings on the website to make sure that nothing else has happened since that screening was done.
1: So it'll show on your website whether or not they're listed in the registry. And if they are, then the consumer knows that they've already been background checked within the last year. How does that work?
0: I believe, and I'm not 100% certain, but I believe that the requirement for caregivers to be listed on that registry is that they do it once every two years. Uh-huh. But now I'm not 100% on that.
1: For my listeners, this is a new program. So that's why neither one of us really know, you know, 100% about it because it's brand new. When When it just went into effect, like in April, right?
0: I believe that went into effect in January.
1: Oh, okay. But it's still brand new.
0: Yes, it's 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 very new. It's something that a lot of agencies are working hard to try to catch up on, as well as the licensing requirements for agencies. So it's a well-intentioned program. It's just right now there's a little bit of growing pains, but it, you know I think it's a very good thing to have this extra layer of security for clients. So in the end, I think a lot of people will be helped by what they're trying to do with the state.
1: And your recommendation is if they are registered and it has been over a year to go ahead and do the background check.
0: I'm just using that as an example, but the reality is something can happen in a month. Um, something can happen in a day. So if you have somebody that was registered in March and it's October, I would recommend having uh, you know another background check actually done because things can change very quickly in this field. And I've seen it happen working with the state of Oregon, you know, there was on a regular basis as the regional manager, I was reviewing caregivers that would run into situations where they would end up with a, you know, another criminal offense since they were hired by the state and we would have to deal with that. So the same is true with independent caregivers that are out there. You may have a background check from them in April. But in June or July, you know, things they something happened, you know, they ended up on the wrong side of the law. And you should know about that if you're considering hiring them. So I always, always defer to caution when it comes to hiring a caregiver and, and make sure that screening is very up to date. And and we can help with that. They may be on the registry, but we can help with getting a a more current uh, overlook of their background history since that screening was done.
1: That makes total sense. So is this going to cost me like $500 or something? How much? Not
0: at all. Absolutely, not at all. Uh, all of our screenings are less than $100. Oh,
1: that's amazing. Really
0: so, yeah, absolutely. If someone comes for a very thorough background screening, and, and this includes actual direct contacts to all of the county court systems that a caregiver lists as places that they've resided, they actually do direct contacts to verify that um, there is no criminal history. That's the most effective way to do things. I'm sorry?
1: What does that mean, direct contacts?
0: There's an inquiry made to the county clerk regarding any criminal history by that specific individual.
1: Okay. That makes sense. Absolutely. Now, what if somebody lived in Oregon and then they moved to California? How does that work?
0: Because this is a nationwide thing. This is not just simply the state of California. If somebody lived in Oregon and we showed that they had that history, our background check provider would then connect with the state of Oregon or the, the specific county that they lived in. So if they lived in Deschutes County, Oregon, our background check provider would have a direct contact with the court clerk's office there and get that information. So regardless of whether it's here in Oregon or in Florida, they will be doing a direct contact to the clerk's office to try to get that information for anywhere that they've lived within the last seven years.
1: That's fantastic. And is MyCareMatch.com national or is it just in the local San Diego area?
0: Well, right now, we're, we've been focusing on the Southern California region because we've been developing the website. And as I stated earlier, this website is really kind of transformed into something that was a lot bigger than I had originally anticipated. So we've tried to include all different categories of care options into the website. So instead of just simply being independent care providers that are listing on our site, we also have care agencies and we have care because we really wanted to provide an objective resource. Under the new model, all the categories of providers are included and they can list detailed profiles. And the great thing about it is it's free for them. So if an agency wants to list with us, a caregiver or a care community wants to build a full profile on our website. There's no cost to them, and there's no cost to the consumer to use it on their end. So we, we want to make it really easy as well, and that's a, a primary goal for us because it can be so challenging when you look at – if you Google care options in San Diego, you'll get a million websites and you'll get uh, you know a ton uh, of different agencies and communities that you have to pick through one at a time to figure out what the best option is for you. We wanted visitors to be able to come to our site from the front page – to be able to locate and learn a little bit about their care options and also run a search right away and get results right away without having to go through the hassle of filling out forms with their contact information and being barraged by solicitation emails or phone calls.
1: And that is a problem when you fill something out online.
0: Exactly. One of the issues that was most frustrating for me in doing research in this market is as I was looking at other sites and I would fill in the boxes. Almost within seconds, I would have people calling me and emailing me. And my my mailbox was full. my, My voicemail was full of solicitations. And I said, that's not the way to go. We want to make it really easy for people to use our system and not feel like it's going to be a burden or they're going to be hassled. So a consumer can come onto our site. They can do a zip code search. If they're looking for care agencies, they can find care agencies within their zip code. They can directly connect with them through our contact form if they decide that that care agency is a good fit for them.
1: It's one-to-one.
0: It it is one-to-one. That contact form goes directly to the representative from the care agency. And the benefit is two ways. It allows that consumer to be able to really narrow their search down to what they're looking for as opposed to being barraged by sales calls. I love it. And it allows the provider to be able to get more qualified sales leads because they, they're, they're getting this lead of someone that's actually specifically looking at them as opposed to a list of consumers that have come through a website. So we really wanted to make it a more focused option. In addition, we wanted to be as objective as possible, which is why we included all the different categories. So we decided, you know, we don't want to say independent care providers are the better option. We don't want to say agencies are or Communities are because every individual is different. So every individual has different needs, their living situation is different, and personally, their personality um, is going to, you know, be a better fit in certain environments than others. So we wanted to again really allow the person to learn about their options and explore them without the heavy kind of pressure of referral fees or commission-based kind of a structure. It is, it's simply a, a free venue for them to use. It's a free venue for the providers to be on and market on, and they can make that call.
1: Okay, so I have another question for you. Um, obviously, in order to pay for your website and other platform, there's got to be a way for you to make money. And I'm assuming, and you know what they say about when we assume, so I just want to ask, <laughs> that you're kind of like a travel agent where if you go on a trip, then the travel agent gets paid. But if you don't go on a trip, you can still search their website. Is that kind of how you are? Absolutely not. No. Um, okay, so I'm glad I asked. <laughs> <laughs> no. You must. I mean, this is not a nonprofit agency. I'm, I'm guessing
0: it is not a nonprofit agency. It is. Uh, <laughs> we do need to make money at this, but again, you know, our goal is to be objective and and provide the tools first. That was why I started this business. The
1: education. I love that about your website, and I have been on your website, and so I, I do love that about it. So, how do you stay in business if it's not a matchmaking referral type fee?
0: Well, the idea is the peripheral you know, add-ons that people might want to use. Again, the background check process, if somebody finds a caregiver that they want to use, we, we do sell that access to running background checks. Okay. So there's that revenue source. There's also the ability for care agencies, communities, and care providers to get a little bit kind of a bump as far as the search results by being a featured profile kind of category. So if they want to have a a premium package, then they can do that. Another modification or or way we've adapted our our business based on what people have told us that they want is that we want to allow agencies and care communities to be able to use this as a recruiting tool as well. So there are a lot of really good caregivers that list on sites like ours. And we wanted to allow agencies and communities that are looking for qualified caregivers. and, And right now is a very tough time For commercial providers as far as getting qualified caregivers is concerned, to be able to use this as a tool, connect with caregivers that look like they might uh, meet a need of their client, and see if they can develop an employment relationship. So they can post jobs on a jobs board that we have on our site as well. So if you go to our site and you take a look at, if you're a caregiver, you take a look at our jobs board, and there's a, a job with a specific home care agency that you think looks like it would be a good fit for you you can then apply for that job. So a a care agency or community would actually pay a premium fee to actually have that recruitment feature as well. So if they want to kind of bump up the level of their their subscription to include some additional features such as that, then they can bump up into that premium category.
1: You know what I like, Doug, about your company? It's value, value, value. You give, 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 and your ability to make money is based first on you giving and then you receiving. Because it looks to me like you've got three ways that you make money, and that is that job board that you just talked about, Mm -hmm. the background checks, and then enhanced placement for the agencies. Is that correct?
0: Absolutely. Exactly.
1: That is so awesome that you provide all of this education, all of this information to the consumers, the ability for the organizations to have a free... Add basically, and it 's all free unless we want to use these additional products that you offer
0: right and it's it 's taken us a while to get to this point and, and that 's why I said we 've been in development here in Southern California because we really wanted to fine tune it and my 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 goal here and kind of a a standard or a, a value that i 've had since i 've worked with the state of Oregon is really maintaining the, the value of independent choice or the right to self-determination for a client to live the lifestyle that they want to live as opposed to simply being kind of shuttled into what other people want them to do. So having a commission structure or a referral or a lead-based only structure was really kind of counterintuitive to my goal of, of making this an objective resource. So that's, that's why we have kind of modified or molded our website into more of a, an open-ended free resource to the consumers to really explore what options are available to them, and then make their own choice about what is right. When I was working with the state of Oregon, one of the first clients that I had, call him Ray, I kind of wandered into the field of senior care totally by accident. I had been a government employee for quite some time, but I was working with youth and with probation and, and um, was kind of steered toward this career, which I'm so glad that I did because it's been absolutely rewarding ever since. When I was working with Ray, he was one of the first people that I ever worked with. And I remember he was, he was a senior who was also developmentally disabled. We were in a small town called Bend, Oregon, and he could, he had the benefit of being left a home by his parents because he'd lived there all of his life. So he had a fantastic home in a historical district, which was very desirable. So as an APS worker, I was constantly called about people trying to take advantage of Ray to get at his home and get at his resources. And so I was regularly going and checking in on him, and, and we developed a relationship where he would come by our office, swing by from time to time, and just say hi. Ray was a he was a pretty big guy, and he had a bicycle, and he was known kind of as the mayor of Bend, and he would ride back and forth on, on his bicycle and, and visit with all all the different people. He was very well-known. I had a great relationship with him, and I was able to intervene in situations to keep him protected, it and really kind of understand, uh, you know, how important his independence was to him and that bicycle was to him. And one time I took him to the doctor because he had had a horrible spill. He had road rash all over him from taking a tumble down a hill. And the doctor sat him down and said, Ray, let's talk about moving to a three wheeled bike. And the thing that stuck with me was the absolute total resistance that Ray had to the concept of, now to you and me or to anyone else that would be like, well, that might be a better choice because of balance issues. But to Ray, that was an affront to his independence. Mm. And he absolutely would not consider getting rid of his bike that he'd had forever and taking on what he considered to be a tricycle and to be something that was, that was treating him like a child. With all of his disabilities, he was able to recognize that a piece of his independence was being taken away. And that's always stuck with me, really trying to make sure that I respect the individual's right to self-determination and really help them to maintain their independence.
1: Well, I love what you've put together and I'm so thankful that you've started here in Southern California to do your, what What would that be called? A beta test or a launch? What do you call it when you start in one area and then expand to other areas later?
0: We have been looking at it as a pilot program. Thank
1: you, pilot. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> I might need your services soon.
0: <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, that, that's the idea. Is we really again, you know, it's taken us this time to kind of fine tune it, and, and really, I think we develop it into a, a framework that people want. And now we're ready to go national. So we're looking at a, a marketing campaign to go national started inviting you know companies to list with us throughout the US. So we're really excited about that.
1: That is fantastic. So when is the national launch planned?
0: The last portion of our uh, the tweaks or development onto our website are in play right now. So um, we recently added the recruitment side of it. And we're now working on again making sure that that free marketing profile everything is working well with that, so that when you know some of the some of the larger corporate entities are you know, that might be interested in listing with our site are able to do that easily. So our developers should be done with that by the end of this week. You know, once that happens, then we will be, you know, sending out invitations to list immediately. So I'm really hoping that next week we'll be live nationwide for people to start building their profiles. Well,
1: that is fantastic because this interview will not be put up by next week. So by the time okay. our listeners are hearing this, it will be national.
0: The, the changes will be made and hopefully we'll have some uh, some providers trickling in uh, throughout the U.S.,
1: That is Um, so exciting to be part of your national launch. I'm very, very excited about that.
0: Thank you. We we are too.
1: So how can my listeners find you? What is the name of your website? Is there contact information? How can people find out more information about your organization?
0: It's mycarematch.com. So M-Y-C-A-R-E-M-A-T-C-H.com. They can go there from the front page they can do almost anything so they can explore their care options they can uh, as far as learning a little bit about them uh, by clicking the care options tab they can go, if they're a caregiver, they can click on the Care Jobs tab, and it'll take them to a landing page that'll show available jobs. Uh, the landing page shows available jobs nationwide. One thing to keep in mind is that they would have to do a zip code search to get specific San Diego opportunities. From the front page, a consumer can do a zip code search right off the bat if they know what they're looking for. If they say, you know, I'm looking for a home care agency in 92009 bam, they can, they can type that in and they can find a list of home care agencies. And the real benefit is, is that it's not just simply a listing where there, there maybe is a picture of their team or their logo and a few details around their contact information. We have a very comprehensive profile that allows a, a, a provider to be able to really explore the types of services that they offer and why they might be a good fit for that client. And that allows the client to make a, a little more of an educated decision on why they might choose that provider. In addition one thing I want to make sure to add is if a consumer decides to get a little deeper into focusing their search they can also build a profile as a care seeker and and be matched with care options that might be a better fit. So if they build a profile all of their categories in their profile if they're a smoker, if they have 3 dogs, if they have a cat, if they're looking for a certain type of caregiver, they can fit that into their profile and click a button that says My Care Matches, and it will actually prioritize the list of providers in all three categories that most appropriately meet their needs.
1: Oh, that's awesome. But the caregivers won't be able to see me, right?
0: It depends on if you want them to. You can click a little button on the bottom that says actively seeking care or not actively seeking care. If you you have the not actively seeking care button pushed they can't see you. If you have the actively seeking care button pushed, your profile is searchable. So it's kind of almost like a uh, you know a match.com at that point where care independent caregivers or care agencies can actually do a search for again 92009 and they can find your profile on there and again it's it's a very detailed profile on your part too. You can place a photo, you can you, you can do a video. You can provide as much of a bio as you want. It's really specific and kind of drill down what you're looking for and that agencies or or care providers that feel that they can meet your needs can actively seek out you as a client as well. And the reason that we did that is a lot of clients have more complex care needs and some of them need a team of caregivers. For example, uh, uh, a lot of younger disabled clients maybe need 24-7 care or somebody who is at end of. Life, you know, may want want to incorporate, you know, a lot more caregivers onto their team than they had originally needed as things decline, and so they want to have continual contact and have that always open so that care providers can connect with them and let them know that they have that they're available and might be an option if the need arises.
1: Okay, well, that makes complete sense, um, Doug. I would like to thank you so much for coming on the show and explaining how your program works to my listeners. This has been very valuable and I'm sure that many of them will go on your website, which is mycarematch.com and check it out.
0: All oh, right. great. Thank you for having me on your show. I appreciate it. It's been great.
1: You're welcome. And to my listeners, we'll see you next week on Rock Your Retirement. Thanks for listening to the Rock
0: Your Retirement Show. If you are rocking your retirement or know someone who would make a great guest on our show, please send us an email at podcast at rockyourretirement.com.
1: Hi, this is Kathy. When I'm not hosting Rock Your Retirement, I'm helping people with their Medicare insurance. One of the times you need to check your Medicare insurance is when you've moved. To get my free guide, Five Things You Need to Know About Medicare When You Are Moving, just go to medicarequick.com move. And in the meantime, listen to these cool disclosures. Neither Medicare Quick nor its agents is connected with the federal Medicare program. Medical insurance licensed in the states of California, Florida, Nevada, and Texas, and Medicare Advantage and Prescription Drug Plan service areas vary. California Insurance License zero seven nine seven five six six.